Between Two Beers allows you to tap into the wisdom of some great humans as they tell their stories. So pour yourself a new potty and make yourself at home with Between Two Beers. Cheers. Michael Jordan was basically walking down the hallway getting held up by two of his, you know, people, and he was done. And that was the game where he hit the winning buzzer shot. So we sort of crossed in the hallway, and it was just sort of one of those, well, if it was now, you'd be snapping away like yeah. social media. New episodes every Sunday on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Radio Holdarchy's Off The Record Podcast with Matt Heath and Jeremy Wells. That's the dudes walking in like the Matt and Jerry show. So yesterday after the show, we had the pleasure of talking to one of the country's best-loved musicians and DJs, Peter Ehrlich. Here's his thoughts on the club scene as it was back in the day and how different it is now. That, that is one of the things about club culture, though, isn't it? It's late nights, isn't it? It's late. It's, it's, a, it's a late operation. Unless you can do the late night, don't come. Yeah. You know? yeah. But you know, I can tell you what now, um, with Nice and Ehrlich, and we, we, we do our gigs, they're getting earlier and earlier because <laughs> we're towing around a crowd of 40, 40 to 50-year-olds who've yeah. got kids, and they're happy to be home by midnight. They want to yeah. be home by midnight. Yeah. They want to land the plane at midnight. <laughs> Just Whereas they, before, they, they'd come walking out of Calibre, you'd have your chewing gum, you'd have your sunglasses, you'd stop at that bakery at 7am, Jeremy. <laughs> Don't look at... Well, do look at me. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, well, you were there too. Yeah. And you're like, oh no, the sun. Yeah. But there is something, isn't there? Because you, you would have spent a lot of time in clubs mm-hmm. dancing. There's something about it. And, and recently, we Matt and I went to a party and we danced till bloody late. And the old Havo was on the decks. It was like four in the morning or oh. something. It was a great time. And um, and look around and there's a vibe going on and everybody's everybody's feeling the same kind of energy. People are woohooing. Like, do you do you still look back on that and and that idea? Like, what are your thoughts when you when you think about things like that? Yeah, it was uh, on a serious note. It was a. Um, absolutely magical time and I'm going to sound like an old boomer now because they doesn't, it doesn't happen anymore. Did you see what happened to one of our best ever clubs, the Brat? It is now a hole in the ground and it was, I almost cried and you went downstairs, Scruff was that, you know, our big security guy with um, his pit bull terrier. That was, that's who greeted you at the door. Uh, a bald, a big bald guy with tattoos and a pit bull terrier and no one messed around. No one messed around with Scruff. And you go downstairs, two floors, huge hole in the floor. You'd gather around, look down onto the dance floor. Oh, there's Simon, there's Simon Le Bon. And there's the Thompson twins. And there's, you know, um, seemed like the whole city was joined in dance music. And everybody was just lovely. Sorry. I can, no, I this, is, this is an interesting time to talk about. Because uh, uh, I think a lot of people who are listening to this, they won't be aware of, of how that worked. Although I think... The conditions were right at that particular time in history and that moment in time for that sort of stuff to happen because where else did you meet people who were also uh-huh. into dancing and listening to that music because there was yes. no online world. No. So the place to meet them was at clubs, oftentimes that you ran or yes. owned, in the early hours of the morning. And that's yes. where you'd have a common consciousness. Yes. And uh, you shared it, and um, yeah, you shared it there. You didn't share it sitting at home typing. You know, it was a physical thing. You know, it was a thing that you, it was tangible, and you could you could literally smell it because you're all, you know, shoulder to shoulder, 
and smiling at each other. And honestly, I could just tell you, I could tell you some stories about uh, Berlin, which was a club we had in Wellesley Street, and I can remember that was. It was a small club, but it was absolutely packed one night, and I, I was in the DJ box, and I was thinking, this is fantastic, and I looked up. I could feel there was a kerfuffle going on. You can tell. <laughs> I looked up, and coming down the stairs, surrounded by a group of people, was this wee man in a, in a satin suit, Mick Jagger. Oh, wow. Coming down uh, and surrounded by two of the, the most beautiful girls in Auckland at the time, well, Go figure. Yeah. And they brought him down to... That'll cause a kerfuffle. Yeah. yeah. And they brought him down to Berlin and, you know, he's a funny little guy. What was he dancing? Yeah. He's he's just a little fellow, isn't he? He he sort of dances like... Like a chicken. Yeah. You know, it's not a great, not a great mover. And I was like, wow, I'm playing records and... And mixed dancing, you know. What wow. the pressure yeah. on you, though? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Were you were you overawed by that? I was, because uh, I'm a huge Jagger fan. Uh, but you know, um, I just couldn't. He was so he was petite. So you know, yeah. So you know, it was just night night after night like that of 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 um, entertainment, which is my my shtick, and making people happy, making people forget. Be, distract them with with beats and bring them all together and sharing whatever they have to share. And just a reminder, if you want to hear the full chat, you can find the Matt and Jerry Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Up next, we ask Peter Illich about his time in the dudes and this song right here, Bliss, the origins of which are very interesting. They will shock you to your very core. <laughs> <laughs> Prepare to have your mind blown out your ass. Quarter past seven, Matt and Jerry show, Radio Hadaki. That's the dude's bliss on the Matt and Jerry show. It's 19 minutes past seven. So yesterday after the show, we had the pleasure of talking to one of the country's best-loved musicians and DJs, Peter Illich. He's getting ready to play the sold-out symphony in the snow this weekend, thanks to Manuka Farm. That'd be an amazing gig. I'd be so freaking great. Up at Coronet Peak yeah. in the snow. I hope he's going to wrap up warm, Peter Illich. Yeah. 67. Is he? Yeah, 67. Jeez, he looks good for his age. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. If you want to hear the full chat, you can find it at the Matt and Jerry Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app. But uh, in the meantime, we talked to him about his time in the dudes and uh, that last song, actually, Bliss, and the pub rock scene in Australia. And the pub rock scene's fun and people have a good time, but there is also, and there was also, there was a little bit of wankery going on, a little bit of aggro, wasn't there? A lot of aggro. Especially for you upstart Aucklanders that... that, Thought, thought you were something. Thought, yeah. you, you were with something. Your, you were something, but you thought you were something. Big speakers. <laughs> yeah. And all your lights, your flashy and, lights. And putting on a show. Yeah. And having a guy that's just a singer. Five bucks to get in. Yeah. You're joking. Originals. Yeah, honestly, what days, eh? Shit, you guys are taking me right back. I, You know, sometimes I try to. 
forget about that, but people don't let me. No, you know, ne- on, they will never let no, you. you know, we will never let you. On a you Sunday, no. on a Sunday, honestly, this is a funny little phenomenon that happens on a Sunday or a Monday. The phone will go ding, and I'll go and look, and it'll be some clip that someone sent me of a, some sort of gathering party, 21st, whatever it is. And it's a band playing Bliss. Oh, yes. You know? And they're killing it, murdering it, yeah? <laughs> and all these people are like this. I thought I'd send you this. Oh, great. I haven't seen one of those since. Yeah. Well, did you have any idea no. when you were, that you were doing something no. that was going to endure in New Zealand no. music history in, no. in the late 70s with the dudes? No. Didn't you'd, really you'd, didn't. We didn't think Bliss was going to be a big song. Or we were just in Australia just like toughing it out in Australia which was so grueling and we used to go to these gigs and we'd never seen people drink like that honestly there was such a huge crowd on the dance floor they'd have two cans one full and one that they were drinking and when they'd finish that one they'd drop it but it wouldn't fall to the ground because they were so crammed in <laughs> their empty can would just like wow that's where Bliss came from right. that, that's the great thing about drink Bliss yourself. because it's, forget it's a, about the last it, one it's a, it's a great drinking song but it's also so a cynical drinking song. So yeah, it's, 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 it's judging actually, and celebrating at the same time. It's a commentary yeah. on on behaviour under the influence of alcohol. And 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 has ironically gone on to encourage a lot of terrible behaviour <laughs> on alcohol. <laughs> well, it makes you feel not so bad about. It's interesting because it makes you think about it and think about the way you drink. But at the same time, if you are drinking, not feel like a piece of shit. Yeah, which is okay. great. It yeah. works on two levels, as Matt said. Yeah. It's, yeah, and um, I'm, sometimes I do feel a little bit funny about it because, you know, alcohol can be very destructive. On a serious note, it can be terribly destructive and it's caused a lot of harm compared to other things. Uh, but then again, I think, oh, what the hell, you know, I mean. So you've got this um, uh, symphony at the oh, Auckland shit, Town yeah. Hall. You've had some great times at the Town oh, Hall. The those, town those New hall. Year's Eves at the Town the Hall. Town hall. Oh, this is the new. This is the new Bliss remix, is it? No, this I is know, the two thousand eleven one. But, but there's another. All right. You, you know, the funny thing about Bliss. Well, just before we leave this subject, is that people have picked it up and they do this thing in the chorus where they all yell out, "Another, another, another!" <laughs> yeah. And that's amazing. When I first heard that, it was that rhythm and vines, and there was like twenty thousand people, young people, shouting that out, and I went, "What the hell was that?" And they've. Now that everybody does, the adults do it too. Do you still feel that you have more ownership of the song Bliss than the general population do you or do or do you feel like that is owned more by other people now than it is you totally owned by them really yeah, and and very happy for them to drive drive off because you were okay. basically a teenager and you were in that band for basically yeah. 18 months yeah yeah <laughs> i know is it crazy eh? <laughs> yeah you know you weren't really a showman back in those days you were Jeremy. a showman i was but i got shit yeah for that it was it was an interesting I time when shit. people weren't, people weren't allowed to be a showman. Like but why would you not? Why would you not want showman? You've got just a singer, right? That's yeah. what you said. Yeah. yeah. Whereas normally the band just had the guitarist, who, yeah. and he was sort of um, the uh, sort of a reluctant singer. But I was out the front <laughs> in satin and tack, you know, shaking my hips, and you know, you being, too, su- you being were, suggestive. You were too good for the time, and that's why the dudes are so much bigger since. Mm. 
They've, they've, oh, that's I mean, an, you've got some interesting theories, man. <laughs> you were too good for the time. You were too good for New Zealand at the time. We were mutton. We were mutton pies. <laughs> we were. This is true. This we is were, so true. We you were, know this, though, Peter. You we know. Were, you know this, like you know what mutton you were trying pies. to bring. Yeah, we were mutton you were pies trying to bring entertainment. Was... You've always bought the entertainment. You, 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 turn, you turn up with a brioche. <laughs> <laughs> it was. It's true. They were a brioche. I love a mutton pie, though. Why, why was I running down mutton pies? I freaking love a mutton pie. Well, that's the thing. Nothing wrong with a mutton pie. Yeah, nothing wrong with a mutton pie. Nothing no. wrong with that. But there's a time and a place for a mutton pie, and there's a time and a place for a brioche. Well, definitely New Zealand in the 70s was a b- bit of a mutton pie situation, yeah. wasn't it? Delicious, and a lot to be said for it, but you wouldn't say it was a lot of spicy stuff going on. Radio Hodaki's Off The Record podcast. Why not subscribe so they download automatically? And don't forget to rate us. Five stars. Thanks, mate. Find out more about this podcast and the people who make it at hodaki.co.nz. 90% of parenting is just thinking about when you can have a break. And when you do take a break, enjoy the Parenting Hangover podcast. They go together like a tutu and jandals. We've said from the get-go, we ain't parenting experts. No. But it's cool to hear, what is your neighbour doing? What do they say? A problem shared is a problem halved. Oh, that's good. Not that my children are problems, but I feel better talking about it. The Parenting Hangover with Clinton Jordan. New episodes every Thursday on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.